culture of your home is the incubator of character. You are the only mother that your child has. You're the only father that your child has. You're the only person who can be you in their life. And you have a lot to offer. Isn't the goal of parenting not that we have these 42-year-olds who are still coming home on time and cleaning their rooms, but that they actually leave and we have hardwired them for the virtues that we want to see in them? The thing we all have in common is that we are interested in our kids' future. I know the Parent Network exists to help moms and dads in whatever way you can, when you can, and how you can help moms and dads help their children have the future that God's promised them. Well, hello and welcome to the Parent Network Podcast. This is episode 26. I'm Sass. And I'm Marcy. And we are so glad that you are joining us today because today is part two uh, of an interview that we did with Tom Shevchenko. So if you didn't listen to episode 25, go back. Stop right now. Go back, listen to episode 25. It'll give you a lot of great context for what you're going to hear today. But basically, we have jumped into our theme this year of real parenting. We had a great event on sa- Thursday, the 10th of January. I was going to say Saturday, but it was a Thursday. It was a Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, the 10th of January. A lot of parents here. And uh, Marcy, what did we talk about? Do you remember kind of where Chef jumped in on that night? Yeah, it was so good. Um, So our goal with Real Parenting was to have a conversation about, you know, being real with our kids, uh, being real with each other is a big one, and being real with the issues that we face because it is really hard (laughs) sometimes. Um, So Chef really jumped into that idea well in that he covered – you know, we're going to have to have some really heavy conversations with our kids and we should be prepared for them. So that was a big part of his last one. But now he's this episode is way more focused on some of the specific issues yeah. that we might That's face right. and how to process some of that. So it's really good. Yeah. If you want to watch the event, you can go to our new website, PC3Parents.org. That's PC3Parents.org. There's a place for events. Go down to archive and you can mm-hmm. see not only that event. But um, all of the events that we've done uh, as we've started the Parent Network. But uh, Chef did do a great job of kind of just helping us begin to think about this real parenting concept. Yeah, what I especially loved that he did, um, which we always encourage our speakers to do, uh, which is great. I love that you have it on the website and that gives parents that resource if they weren't able to make it. But what Chef did was he gave an opportunity for us to have a conversation with the parents next to us. That's right. So I really want to encourage you that while it might be available online, Join us for our next event so that you can have the chance to meet other parents and and really dig into this. Yeah, great suggestion. So in this interview, uh, Chef's going to talk a little bit about kind of technology and social media, which obviously is a real parenting thing that we all have to do. And then he's going to talk about what can we do as a a family to kind of um, to become a safe home where our kids are, are willing to share the hard things with us, and then to, to stay a safe home. Yes. Uh, because the reality is, is you know, these issues that, that our kids are facing, we're going to face w- one or five of them yeah. <laughs> with our kids, and we have to kind of be ready and be prepared. So, And if you guys enjoy Coach Chef as much as we do, follow him on Instagram. It's Coach Chef, and that's S-H-E-F, yes. not C-H. That's right. He's not um, cooking things up. No, but it's really awesome. He does lots of podcasts and other topics as well, so follow him. He's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So um, take a listen to uh, part two of our interview with Tom Shevchenis. Well, I'm here with uh, our friend Tom Shevchenis. We're going to call him Chef. We're not going to do an intro again. <laughs> if you want to really know more about Chef and who he yeah. is, 
go back to episode 25, which is just one back. Um, but Chef, thanks for hanging out again. You bet. Glad um, to be here. And this is a continuation of our, our conversation. Then, Chef, talk a little bit about because uh, it's the question that you know, as you know, being in family ministry yeah. and those of us on staff get more often than anything else when it comes to to parenting and families is just the whole technology, social media. Yeah. I know you guys are knee deep in dealing with and talking about that. Yeah. So well, what do you got on that? The number one pain point for parents in this day and age is the cell phone. Um, and I don't even, it's not even called a cell phone anymore. Cellular, <laughs> you know, Cellular but device. yeah, the mobile phone, um, and the freedom of that. And, um, a lot of times because a kid got cell phone, they also got social media and, uh, not a wise choice, but it's very mm-hmm. much the choice that is happening most of the time. And so now we have, you know, social media going on and just, we're, we don't have any idea what the long-term effects are going to be of this. And they may be, there may be some really good ones. Yeah. There are some really good ones. Sure. Um, but social media is a very powerful thing. And just like fire, you know, I feel when I, when people tell me, ask me about social media, I say, you know, when I think about what's happening, I just imagine a forest fire. Like this very powerful thing that could be used for good is just completely out of control. And we have no idea what it's going to look like, you know, um, when it's done. But, developmentally it's very interesting to look what's going on i mean for instance a middle schooler uh their number one need is affirmation they have kind of gone through the stage where everybody loves them they've gotten all their trophies for you know participating right they're showing up and then they realize oh everybody who has to tell me they love you me tells me you love me they start to look for people who don't have to to say i'm great and they look for affirmation um, from other adults outside their parents, which is why your small group That's ministry right. is so important. So critical. And it's so important that when it's raining on Sunday morning and you want to stay in bed that you get them here so they're we're Wednesday night or you guys are Wednesday so night. We're, think, we're yeah. Wednesday night for um, middle school, Sunday night for high school. There you go. But those relationships are so important because that's where they're going to get what they actually need developmentally. Yeah. But if like a middle schooler's number one need is affirmation, and we reduce that down to how many likes you get on a social media oh. post. I mean, it's it can be devastating. It can be falsely, you know, um, affirm, yeah, affirming. Sure. Um, so uh, in general, um, I just tell my friends, no social media in middle school. That's kind of my, like, they can have a phone, but that doesn't mean they get a social media account. Um, and basically, when I say social media, I mean you know, Instagram basically yeah. in this day and age, um, who knows how fast that's going to change yeah. the next thing, Twitter, sure. Facebook, those sorts of things, which they probably don't want to be on anyway. Yeah. If they want to be on Instagram or Snapchat, no, no, no. Um, but, um, you know, like group me where they're in a group of text, you can add yourself. Those are, I think those are great training grounds for this sort of mm-hmm. thing. It'll go well sometimes and not well sometimes, <laughs> but at the end of the day, technology, and we'll move on from this. Uh, maybe we'll do another podcast someday about this. But um, technology is not a thing. Technology is a new way of doing life. That's right. And so you can't protect kids from technology. You have to prepare them for technology and prepare them for technology that you can't even imagine. So um, you can't shy away from it. You've got to give them time. You've got to let them make mistakes. But at some point, they're going to walk away and be fully have technology fully available to them. Um, and it's kind of like sending your kids away and never teaching them how to drive and 
throwing them some keys and saying good luck. I mean, it's how not going to go well. How long do you think they need to be able to figure that out? Yeah. And I guess this is the question, you know, what age yeah. should they go? Uh, and I'm asking this as a personal question because, yeah. you know, with our kids. I don't know for sure. Let me tell you what I've decided with my kids. Okay. I've decided to give my kids a practice year their senior year where they where I'm not going to monitor. I'm going to – when they leave 11th grade, I'm going to say, we're going to pretend like you're in college. And they'll have the safety net of being home. And I'm going to be very clear that this may or may not work. <laughs> um, so I feel like they need three or four years practice before that um, with a cell phone, not necessarily social media. Uh, we chose to give our kids a phone right around the age 13. And we were one of the last uh, for our kids to get it. We're 14 and still okay. there. Okay, good. You're holding out. We, um, we're an anomaly, um, no doubt. And I never gave the phone as a gift. I gave it around their 13th birthday, not because they were turning 13, because I felt like they were ready to start training. And I never gave them a phone. I let them use one of mine. And um, so none of my kids have their own phone. Uh, They're using two of mine right now. I have two kids (laughs) uh, with cell phones and um, one kid with social media. He got it in ninth grade. I let him have Instagram. And guess who his first follower was? Who's that? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Cool. His mama. That was oh, the yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. Good, good answer. <laughs> so, Chef, one of the things that you talked about at the uh, the Real Parenting event is how if we're going to really step into these issues and really be able to help our kids, yeah, there's some things we got to do at home. So, what would you what would you tell people? Well, I mean, we need to one prepare to be a safe place. Yeah, talked about that on the yeah, last podcast. Yeah. So go listen to that one. Yeah, and um, I think you know, for me, the bullseye and the target is if if we really want our kids to share. We need to, this is kind of the phrase that I built this around is we need to practice being the parent we needed at our worst moment. Mm. Think about that for a little bit. I'm thinking, <laughs> it, it took me a few seconds to kind of, to, to get myself together after I wrote those words down. I was like, mm. am I the parent I needed at my worst moment? Or could I be the yeah. parent I needed in my worst moment if one of mine has a worse moment. That was a that was a deep deep thought, and um, and the answer was no. I, I couldn't be because I haven't prepared. I haven't prepped. I haven't practiced how I would respond to mm. you know some of these moments. So, man, that's good. Yeah, that's that good. was hard. Yeah. Okay, so if if I'm gonna do some things to to prepare and then kind of have my house be a safe place for my yeah. kids to be able to 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 talk to me, what do I need right. to do? Well, I think there's two things you need to do. You need to be prepared to create a safe enough place that it comes up. And then when it comes up, you need to remain a safe <laughs> enough place once the cat's out of the bag sort gotcha. of thing. So Stay there's kind of like, place and be a safe place. yeah, there's yeah. prep work and then there's, um, okay, it's gone down and something will go down. Yeah. Right. I mean, as parents, I don't think it's realistic to think, you know, I don't think any of these big issues are going to hit any of my kids, you know, especially if you have more than one. That's right. Um, so, you know, just to, I, I, I thought through a few of these. This is in no way an exhaustive list. I'm missing so much and is in no order. Um, but the first thing I thought of in tips for being a safe place is parenting teenagers, skill 101, freak out on the inside, not on the outside. You know, yep. um, you know, your kid's sharing something with you about a friend. 
you know, you're thinking, oh, my gosh. <gasps> yeah. I can't believe right, that. Oh, right. wow. We need to call their parents right yeah. away, which you might have to do. But, again, make that decision. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Freaking out on the inside. You may have to call an emergency meeting <laughs> you know, <laughs> with the rest of the family later <laughs> um, or sit and really think through and ask for some wisdom. But um, your kids are noticing what you freak out to. And when you freak out about specific things, um, they're taking note. Mm-hmm. And if their thing happens to fall in line with one of those specific things. And they things, haven't told you yet. Right. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, they're yeah. constantly monitoring, as are you, by the way. You're constantly monitoring who are the actual safe people. Um, I had a, uh, I was I had an interview one time with a, uh, a, it was a gay Christian who was talking about his experience as teenagers. And he made the statement, when you're carrying a secret like this, you're constantly keeping track of people from safest to least safe. Mm. Because someday this is coming out and you're trying to figure out who you're going to go to. Mm. I just thought about, one, the energy that takes. Two, the energy it takes to be ranked well in that list. You know what I mean? Sure. Because if you, you know, if you, your Facebook posts could keep you from being safe, right. something like this. What, who you react to, the words you use, the words you allowed to be used around you, mm. all of those things kind of define um, what works and what not and what doesn't, you know, which leads me to the next one, which is watch your words and watch their words. Um, the words you allow are important. You know, um, te- if you're a middle school small group leader, you know that middle school boys have a limited vocabulary <laughs> <laughs> and they use the stupidest words that don't mean even near what they mean, but yeah. if, you know, um, th- what you allow them to say, I mean, racially, what you allow them to say, you know, mm-hmm. gender-wise, what you allow them to say, all those things are defining what they what they feel safe to ask about later. Yeah. So that's even watch their words or, you know, yeah. um, and watch your words. I mean, what do you freak out about? What disgusts you is a really interesting question. Hmm. Um, because if you act disgusted, there is a 0% chance that you're going to be the first person your kids come to if whatever their secret is falls in that category. Mm. And there's a better way to respond. I think the better way to respond is um, with sympathy or empathy or just surprise. Wow. You know, so let's take you're in your kids in 11th grade and one of the kids gets pregnant in your school. Um, You could act disgusted. Or you could say, wow, that's that's a big deal, isn't it? And start a conversation. Yeah. How do you think people are handling it? How do you think they got there? Not biologically, but how do you yeah, think sure. <laughs> how do you think they got to a place, you know, what do you think they could have done to kept from getting there? I mean, all of a sudden now you've turned it into a conversation, general care for this human being, you know, whether they're pregnant or not. Um and, and um, it communicates a lot, you know. Yeah. What, um, what I hear you saying is, is as a parent, I can heap on or um, hold back judgment. Yeah. Based on right. how I react to right. external situations. Right. Right. And my kids I mean, are going to feel that. They're going to feel it. I mean, just look at your Facebook feed. You know, like I, I tell small group leaders all the time. It, it's silly, but you know, uh, my old boss Andy Stanley used to say, "Do you want to make a point or a difference in this moment?" And I look at Facebook feeds, love that. and I'm like. To a small group leader who hates the president or who loves the president, you know, or hates you hate somebody if you love one or the other. Right. All this politics. And I'm thinking you have given up influence with one of your kids, parents who love or hate the president, the opposite of you for what to make a point. 
into the air that nobody's listening to? Or do you really need to say that? Does, now, you have all the freedom in the world right. to say it. That's right. You, we live in the United <laughs> States of America. You can hate the president. But the fact that you leveraged the possibility of having influence with a kid in the future, I think about it. You know, yeah. same thing as a parent. And this is so much harder than being a small group leader because as a small group leader, you're just thinking about that hour or two. Right. Week. Sure. You're, you're limited uh, in yeah. your time with them. As a parent, your kids are seeing your highlight reel, your low light reel, your nonstop. You're, they're listening to you, listen to the news. I mean, it's yeah. just hard, hard work. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, another one would be celebrate courageous questions. We tend to panic at courageous questions, and I'm not saying you shouldn't panic. You know, refer but inside, to, <laughs> refer to rule one. <laughs> that's right. Freak out on the inside. But wow, that's a really good question. Just a really smart question. I have no idea how I'm going to answer it in this moment. You know, um, but celebrate that question. Always get back to them. I think a simple one that we have to remember to do. I think the phrase "I love you no matter what" mm-hmm. should right. be said as much as possible. That's right. I, I love you no matter what. Um, it's just a powerful message. It's the power. It's it's the message of the New Testament, and um, you should model it for your kids. Mm-hmm. And I love you no matter what, and you mean it, and you do. You know, like I was thinking about it on the plane ride up here today as I'm thinking about these hard conversations. And gosh, I've seen so many broken families where the parents have just drawn the line and and basically said, "I love you no matter what" up to this point. And I'm thinking. Man, what does it come to? I can't imagine. I can't imagine. And again, it happens all the time. Again, I, just, I was just in deep thought about it. Like, is there something? Just really pushing yeah. myself. Is there something that would, you know, push me past that? You know, um, I just, I, I can't imagine it. But I mean, I mean, my heart would be broken mm-hmm. for lots of things. Sure. Um, but I can't imagine not loving them. You know. And they need to feel that. Right. And I can imagine putting up, a, for their sake, a barrier, but uh, not loving them, I, I yeah. can't imagine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's heavy, isn't it's it? good stuff, though. Gah. And I mean, the last one um, is don't make assumptions. You know, um, ask a lot of questions, listen. You know, the, the one of my favorite stories is the, you know, the second grader who asks her mom, hey, what is sex? And then an hour and a half later, you know, wide-eyed says, so should I mark M or F on this test? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like ask more yeah, questions. Yeah, right. You know, like. <laughs> Don't assume you right. knew what she was asking. Yeah. <laughs> and often, especially, you know, for those of you raising adolescents, like they don't have the vocabulary. Yeah, so the right. first time they say it, it sounds, you know, way worse than it actually is. So ask a lot of questions. You're like, oh, okay, this is way easier than I thought it was. But sometimes it's not. Yeah. Um, so I had somebody um, recommended me one time a long time ago, especially in that kind of realm, is um, answer the questions they're asking. Yeah. Don't over answer. Yeah. Because right. because they're not ready developmentally. Right. You think you assume that when they ask this question, you know, they want to know everything. About right. It. Just right. Answer the questions they're asking. Yeah. And, and, and if you get good at that and they trust right. you with that, they'll keep asking questions. Right. Right. So. Yeah, it's a complicated one. I mean, especially younger kids, they just, it it's black and white for a lot of them, and you can just say yes or no and kind of keep moving on. Right. But you're imagining they're, like, wrestling with it. And, and they're not. <laughs> and you're going to have plenty of time because right. at some point their mind's going to change. They're going to get the capability yeah. to wrestle with it. But 
We had um, a situation just the other day. I can't remember what it was specific, but my, my seventh grade daughter asked something that was tough and, you know, I answered it and I'm ready to get in the conversation with her. Yeah. And she's on to like her Legos <laughs> real fast. Hey, dad, turn here, around here, and she, she's gone. Here, here's my, here, my Legos. Yeah. I've prepped and nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, keep your notes. It's that's coming. Right. <laughs> it's just not tonight. Yeah, anyway. So, okay. So that's be a safe place. How about yeah. staying a safe place? Well, I mean, anything different? There are different things. Um, but mostly it's emotionally different. It's one thing to imagine the conversation. It's another thing for it to be real mm. um, in the moment. But again, hopefully if you've thought through enough of them um, that you've responded well. Number one is freak out on the inside, not yeah. on the outside. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> again, um, just to review, I think you know, in the moment where you feel like you have to start talking and you don't know what to say, I, I would always start with thanking them for sharing. Like, thank you for trusting me with that. I know that had to be so hard. Mm. You are so brave. You know, especially if you're a small group leader and that happens in a small group, that happens. If your kids are listening while this news is breaking, you've got more than one kid and they're, you know, you are setting the tone for tough information. Um, I'd move to I love you no matter what, you know, I think, um, which really leads me to the next one. Refuse to hurry. Hmm. Um, There's just. There's just no reason to hurry in this moment. That your kids, when they break something big like this to you, have one question. And that is, are we still good? Are we, you know, do you still mm-hmm. love me? Yeah. And um, I think you make sure to, to say that. I love you no matter what. I've told you that since you were a little kid because of this moment. Because mm. I knew it was coming. And that refuse to hurry is so hard in the culture that oh, we live in. Yeah, we are we conditioned to get everything done now. Well, not only do you want to answer all the questions or that you want to make sure that they understand some things, but they want answers to the questions, yeah, you right. know, because often it'll be like, does this mean? I don't know. But here's what you need to know right now. Yeah. I love you no matter what. I'm, I would add as a Christian, God loves you no yeah, matter no what. Yeah, no doubt. And, um, and that we're going to get through this, whatever that means. I don't even know what that means, mm-hmm. but I'm not leaving because of this and we're going to sort this out um, and we're going to go from here um, which leads to I don't know is always a good play <laughs> um, I I love the NFL I grew up in Pittsburgh so I watch the Steelers all the time there are only a couple times a game that you have to try to make a pass like if it's early in the game and it's third and two and you can't make the pass throw the ball away and I always say out loud always a good play you know, if it's the end of the game and you have to try to squeeze a pass in, that's different. Yeah. But we tend to get into that third and short, that fourth down thing before we need to. Mm. And you always have more time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, the goal of that first conversation is that there's another one. Yeah. Set the tone. Right. To be able to have another the conversation. The goal of that. For, and and yeah. I would probably add that. I love you no matter what. God loves you no matter what. I don't know what it's going to take. And are you okay if we talk about this tomorrow? Mm. You know, and then you're getting permission to. I'm going to bother you about it because we're going to come <laughs> back to it because um, they're going to want to get done because it's awkward and hard. But so that's life. Yeah. Right. That's, <laughs> that's right. what it is. Um, and, and then another big term that I use for small group leaders, but I think I think it matters um, for your kids is prioritize your who over your view, your who over your view. Um, we just live in a world where everything's black and white. You know, and you've got a view and you've got opinions and all those sorts of things. And you want to share them. And you want to share them. And, you know, what's right, what's wrong, what's my stance, who cares? In that moment, Who? it's your kids. 
the goal is the conversation happens again. The goal is they walk away knowing you actually do love them no matter what. Um, and, you know, we've got time. We've yeah. got time. I think we have to fight against the need that we have to be right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Especially when you right. feel like you have authority over your kids and right. I, I am right about this and right. you need to know that I'm right about sure. this. And that damages relationships. Right. Do you really need to be right? or do, Yeah. Yeah. You care about more what's right. Yeah. That you're right than what's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a big thing. I remember talking to a dad um, who whose kid shared something hard and I said, what did you say? He said, I just laid there beside him for two hours and we both cried. I was like, that was the right answer. There it is. You know? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I don't have a lot of answers. Again, there's so much more, but these are just ideas to start chewing on. Again, we're prepping for something's coming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, to be responsible. And something's coming and we all want to respond well. Yeah. Then we got to do the work. That's right. Which is yeah. prep. Yeah. And for those of you who are kind of a part of Port City who are listening, you know, we just want you to know that uh, this whole year that we're having of, of real parenting, that's kind of the theme for the Parent Network this year. Um, we want to be in it with you. We want to be here, that's you know, awesome. having conversations and encouraging and helping you. We don't have all the answers, but we know that, you know, families need help. And my family's one of those. <laughs> and most families <laughs> I know too. are in that boat. And so um, please, 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 you know, let us know if there's anything that we can do to help you and your family. If you as a parent just need to process through how to process through stuff and how to, you know, prepare for these conversations, we want to be here for that. So reach out to us, email me or Marcy or um, just call us here at church and say you need to talk. That's why we're here. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here, Chef. Thanks. Loved it. Well, we really enjoyed having uh, Coach Chef here at Port City uh, and being a part of the Parent Network, and we hope to you know, be in conversation with him again yes. about other stuff in the future. He and what they're doing at Orange is just so great. Hey, and, and on that note, if, if you don't know much about Orange, you can go to justaphase.com. Um, there's all kinds of um, folks that you can follow through Orange. They're based out of Atlanta, and, and their whole purpose is to resource the church, resource leaders, resource parents. That's what they want to do as their kids grow, so yeah. it's really a great group of people. And, and they've got a great app, app as well. Yeah. Pa- the Parent Q app. Yes, that's correct. Good, so. Yeah, Parent Q is awesome. Sometimes we end up actually uh, retweeting and re-sharing mm-hmm. some of the things that Parent yes. Q does. So. <laughs> hey, well, um, if you are a dad and you were at our daddy-daughter dance, um, you can probably go on our website right now and you can see some pictures and images. Um, we are recording this on daddy-daughter dance day. People mm-hmm. are scurrying around here at church and setting up and it is one of our events that we do where we just want to provide an environment at church for for kids and and parents to connect and so marcy you've been in the middle of helping to plan that it's really been kind of cool to watch yeah it's um it's it's something else it's a crazy thing for us because we do large events with parent network all the time um, but we're so simple when it comes to parents it's you know pull up a circle of chairs sit down let's talk and like really dig into something with daddy daughter dance yeah it's next level i just um, I'm so grateful I have a minivan because I just picked up 700 cupcakes <laughs> from Sam's Club. <laughs> so thank yeah. goodness I have that. But it's an incredible event. And for all you moms who are, um, you know, a little worried, we do have an event coming well, for you. Well, go ahead and tell them, Marcy. Tell them. Uh, oh, I'm nervous. We actually, this year, is we, we will hit all parent kid events. Um, We've been building this network for a couple of years, and we're finally going to get there this year. As long as we don't have a hurricane. That's right. We'll be good. So May 17th will be... 
mother son madness. Madness is what I think we'll call it, right? It's going to be very exciting. I am not going to share many more details, um, but we will... Will, will but, like it be competitive in any way, you think? Uh, if I have anything to do with planning it, yes. Okay. But they'll probably push me out on that. Oh, okay. So. Good. Hey, and on that <laughs> note, we have a bunch of just great, great, great volunteers around here who are helping to make all this happen. We, yeah. we should really do a shout out for Michelle Huffam right about now because you hear us talk about Michelle Starbuck a lot, who is mm-hmm. kind of the, she's a volunteer. She leads the parent network, does an amazing job. But yes. we also have Michelle Huffam who is, has been leading kind of our, our large group of, or our big um, kind of. Parent child parent events. Kid events. Yeah, oh my Not gosh. just this year, but every yeah, yeah, year, yeah. pretty much. Started, yes. Really. She's incredible <laughs> and completely a volunteer. Yeah. She, I mean, she's yeah. done it all. So. It, it really has been yeah. awesome to see really the body of Christ step up because there Absolutely. are moms and dads and college yeah. students running around here all day today. And I know there'll be a ton of volunteers here tonight. Yeah. And Michelle's made all that happen. And she's so, incredible. Really Thank cool. you so much. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. right. So uh, mother-son madness coming, and then yeah. we have another kind of class coming that folks we can be a part do. of too, right? Um, starting February 10th during our 5 o'clock service, so child care is available for Grozen and el- elementary school age children, um, the, which is Treasure Island. Yep. Um, it is a six-week class, and it's called Parenting Through the Phases, and it's really incredible. Again, use a product from Orange that we're going to be implementing here, but it goes back to how we started the Parent Network, which yeah, was... that's right. Just a it's phase. just a phase. Yeah. So it's going to break you down um, into each phase that you're going through with your children and give you a workbook and things like that that you get to work through. So it's very exciting. Very cool. So you can sign up for that as well on uh, pc3parents.org. Uh, make sure you're following us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and Marcy, anything else coming up that we need to yeah, let people know about? Just follow us at PC3Parents. Yeah, that's right. Hey, and if you know of anybody that you want for us to go after to interview on our podcast, we would love to know that. So just you can email us, either email me or Marcy at church, or um, you can email uh, the Parent Network parents at Port Church. Or you can comment on church. the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and I've never said this, but I'm going to say it because I think it's just the thing you say on podcasts. Okay. If you like us, you should go write a review on iTunes or Hmm. wherever it is that you listen. Because from what I understand, that the more positive reviews that podcasts have, just the more kind of they get out in front of people. I love that. If this is helpful for you in any way, um, just kind of write a review and let people know and kind of help us get the word out. Because really all we want to do is equip and encourage parents as you help your family walk with God. So thanks for listening to episode 26. We'll see you soon.